0: Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, we are one day away from NFL Christmas. The NFL draft is a little more than 24 hours away. At this moment in time, and we are going to continue our NFL Draft Preview Series talking about the interior rushers, the interior defenders on the defensive line. So, of course, the Titans shipped Jarrell Casey in a surprising trade to the Denver Broncos, and they also lost Austin Johnson on the interior defensive line this offseason as well. Now, they did add another body in Jack Crawford, who came over as a free agent from the Atlanta Falcons but the titans still need more at the interior defensive line spot that group needs uh, an influx of young talent and size as well. If Jeffrey Simmons is expected to move into Jarrell Casey's role and Daquan Jones is going to get an elevated role, then the Titans will need that third interior run-stuffing defensive lineman and hopefully they can find one that has a little bit of pass rushing potential as well to eventually maybe take over for Daquan Jones full-time in the future. You have to think about how you're constantly stocking the roster and being able to look out for what comes next maybe a year down the line. So the Titans, will most certainly be paying attention to interior defensive line prospects in this draft. They have met with quite a few of the guys that we are going to talk about today so I'll make sure to point that out as well. We will start our conversation in our first segment talking about the top options available. If the Titans look to go after an interior defensive lineman with their first pick, with their second pick maybe a trade down from the first round to take a uh, a defensive lineman in the early second round would be an option as well. could look for one in the third round so we will talk about some of the options that they might have in the first 60 to 70 to 80 picks and then we will jump into the next group of interior defensive linemen talk about some of the more mid-round options from the third all the way to the sixth seventh round guys that the titans could take a flyer on later in the draft and then we have a special segment for this episode, we are going to talk to one of these interior defensive line prospects at the end of our show and cap off our show with a, a great interview, talking with someone who not only is on this list Of interior defensive line prospects, but is also someone who has met with the Titans on multiple occasions during the offseason program. So the Titans have an interest in this defensive lineman and we should as well. It's a great interview, a lot of good insight, and it just seems like he is a great guy who could fit this team very well. I'm not going to reveal who the player is right now, my friends. That is called a tease, professional tease right there. So I will leave that as a secret until the end of the show when the interview kicks off, but you guys need to stick around and check that out. I'm not only bringing you this draft preview series, not only went over the free agent preview series, not only doing interviews here, I've done film breakdowns on free agent editions. I am bringing it this all season on the Locked On Titans podcast. So make sure that you guys are subscribed, on Apple Podcast, you are following on Spotify, checking us out on Google Play, wherever you stream your podcast. Make sure that you are locked into the Locked on Titans podcast going forward throughout the all season as we get into regular season football. So I'm really excited to get in today's episode with you guys. Let's get it. Only did the trade of Jarrell Casey weaken the Titans' depth on the interior defensive line, but they also lost former second-round pick Austin Johnson to free agency. And while the Titans did add free agent Jack Crawford from the Atlanta Falcons, they still have a major hole and a major need on the interior defensive line. And if the Titans do look to address that need, Early in the draft, in the first three rounds, then they will start to look at names like Derek Brown from Auburn, six foot five, three hundred and eighteen pounds, a great combination of size, burst, and power. Brown is widely considered the top defensive lineman in this draft, and the Titans would most likely have to trade up if they wanted to select him. Similarly, you would hear that about Javon Kinlaw, who's widely considered the second best defensive line prospect in this draft. Six foot five, 315 pounds out of South Carolina. Ken Law has even more burst and explosiveness than Brown. Also has power to hold up in the run game as well. Where Ken Law could stand to improve is getting better with his hand technique and processing the play a little bit faster. But Ken Law, like Brown, as I mentioned, would be someone the Titans would have to trade up to get. Now, if the Titans were looking to select a defensive lineman with their first pick in the first round or possibly trade back into the early second round, then they would have a lot more options that could fill that void, including Ross Blacklock from TCU. Six foot four, three 305 pounds. Blacklock has incredible length and incredible versatility to be a nose tackle and also a three-technique penetrator. Now, like Ken Law, he needs to get a little bit better with his processing time and diagnosing what the offense is doing, and he is rehabbing from an Achilles injury in 2018, but he appears to be up to full speed and back to 100% health and could impact the Titans' interior defensive line in the run game and in the pass rush. Next we have Marlon Davidson out of Auburn, six foot three, two hundred and ninety-seven pounds. A monster of a guy who has an incredibly hot motor, is always giving phenomenal effort. He has great hand usage, really strong hands and combines that with good lateral agility. Like the other prospects we mentioned, he does need to improve in his processing and his diagnosing of what the offense is doing and he doesn't have incredible length, but Davidson was miscast in college and was used as an exterior rusher, an edge rusher. He'll most likely be asked to rush from the interior as a five technique and a three technique for the Titans in their defense, and that would be uh, a much more suitable role for Davidson. At the next level. Next we have Justin Matabike from Texas AM, six foot three, three hundred and four pounds. He's an incredible penetrator. He really is good at identifying the gap and getting through it on the snap as quick as possible. He was incredibly productive in his time at Texas AM as well. He doesn't always play with the best effort and the best finish, but at the next level, and if he played for the Titans, that would be something that would be required. And you would expect him to be able to fulfill that requirement. Next, we have Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma, six foot two. 304 pounds Gallimore gives you great effort and is really technical in his pass rush moves now he needs to do better at holding up in run defense he is on the smaller side at only six foot two out of all of these prospects so he'll have to improve his strength and probably add some weight to hold up in the run game at the next level next we have Jordan Elliott from Missouri Elliott is a two gap run defender so what that means is he's going to line up over the center he's going to line up over the guard and it'll be his responsibility to take on two offensive linemen to keep his linebackers free to make tackles and to roam he he does a great job there he needs to improve his ability to rush the passer and and be a one gap penetrator at the next level to be on the field for all three downs but at this time he doesn't really show good burst or any um, reliable pass rush moves so he may be categorized as just a two down run stopper at the next level and then the last prospect we will talk about in the uh, the first grouping in the first few rounds is Devon Hamilton out of Ohio State six foot four 327 pounds like we just talked about with Elliot Hamilton has been mostly a run defender in his career he has incredible size at six foot four 327 one of the bigger prospects that we have talked about in this grouping now Hamilton does have the ability to possibly get better as a pass rusher but at this moment in time he hasn't been able to display those skills and due to the consistent rotation that Ohio State had with their defensive line Hamilton hasn't necessarily had the amount of reps necessary to work on those pass rushing skills so at the next level with increased reps and opportunity it's something Hamilton could eventually do but he will slate in day one as a rotational piece on the defensive line that can help stop the run. That is going to wrap up the conversation about our first grouping of defensive linemen, and it is worth noting that out of that first group of guys, the Titans have had some sort of pre-draft interaction with three of them, and that is Ross Blacklock, Marlon Davidson, and Justin Matubike, who all profile as getting selected anywhere from from 25 all the way to about 45 so those guys kind of fit in that range if the Titans want to take a defensive lineman with their first pick or possibly get the opportunity to trade back into the early middle second round those three guys who they actually spent time with pre-draft would make sense so we're I'll make sure to mention in the second segment the guys in the second grouping who the Titans have met with as well but also remember to end our show today we have an interview with an NFL draft prospect who has spent time with the Titans on multiple occasions during the draft process and we are going to talk to him at the end of the show so make sure you stick around for that. Before we jump into the second grouping of interior defensive linemen that we are going to talk about today in our NFL Draft Preview Series, just want to give you guys another reminder that the last segment of our show today will be an interview with one of these prospects. And that prospect has had multiple interactions with the Titans so far. I will reveal who that prospect is and his name is listed in this current group of interior defensive linemen that we are going to go over right now, and I will uh, let you guys in on the secret as we get closer to the third segment. But we will start this secondary list here with Rayquan Davis out of Alabama, six foot seven. 312 pounds he's got obviously all the size and length that you could ever hope for in an interior defensive lineman but he does have issues with his vision and maintaining focus on where the ball carrier actually is in the offensive play so that's something that that he'll have to improve on his processing speed being able to keep his eyes in the backfield and not take any false steps in the wrong direction based on run fakes and head fakes from the offensive backfield now also one thing to consider with davis he was one of the most highly touted prospects coming out of high school in quite some time didn't quite live up to the hype at Alabama, but could have some untapped potential production-wise that an NFL team could get into at the next level. So something to watch with Davis. Could go a little bit higher than expected. The next guy we are going to talk about is Leckie Fotu from Utah, 6'5", 337 pounds. And and Fotu has had pre-draft interaction with the Titans. Fotu is a thick guy. Think about what we're talking about, 337 pounds. Pounds, one of the biggest guys that we have talked about so far in Foto, like a lot of other guys uh, who have a similar look and a similar background, that Samoan background, he is a powerful man. And when I say he is a thick guy, I don't mean that he's a a heavyset guy. He carries his weight uh, very proportionately, very evenly, and is just a very big, strong man. Now, he doesn't have great athletic burst. He's not going to help you much in the pass rush. He is more of one of those interior nose tackles who can plug up a front and kind of help you stop an offense from gaining any traction on the ground he's not really going to help you much in passing situations but this late in the draft fourth fifth sixth round you're looking for depth pieces who can fill a particular role for you not a complete package like you would hope to get in the first few rounds so we will continue talking about Rashad Lawrence from LSU six foot two 308 pounds, an incredible character guy. Everything you hear about Lawrence from his coaches, from pundits who have spoken with him personally, his background shows that he is just the exact type of guy you want in a locker room. His effort on the field matches all of those rumors and all the things you hear about him. He gives incredible effort at all times and constantly his motor is running. He also is very good at shooting gaps when he knows where he's supposed to go and what gap he needs to shoot. He does a good job of penetrating. Now, he does need to get much better with his pad level. He has a tendency to come off the line of scrimmage and get pretty high pretty early on. He needs to learn to keep his pad level low or he will be washed away at the next level by some of the stronger, more powerful interior offensive linemen. Next is another player that the Titans have spoke with directly and that is Laurel Murchison from NC State. 6'2", 294 pounds. One of the more slight interior defensive linemen that we have talked about so far, but Murchison uses that size to increase his burst. He is very good at shooting gaps like we just talked about with Lawrence. He gives good effort and will get inside as fast as possible as a penetrator. Now, he needs to work on his hand technique. If he doesn't win on that initial burst and penetrate the initial gap, he can get caught on interior offensive linemen and doesn't necessarily have the technique to use his hands to disengage and continue his pursuit of the quarterback. He doesn't have high-level change of direction, and at that low of a weight and that small of a size, you would hope that he would bring a little bit more agility to the table. Next, we have Khalil Davis from Nebraska. Davis is six foot two, three 305 pounds. He's got incredible quickness and athleticism. Now, he is very raw and needs a lot of work on his technique. The only problem about that is... Davis is going to be 24 by the time the season kicks off. So when you're that age, it's hard to look at a player and say, hey, they need work on their technique, they have potential to get better when they're already that old and that far in their development. So something to consider with Khalil Davis out of Nebraska. Next, we have Jason Strobridge. Strobridge is out of North Carolina, 6'4", Two hundred and sixty-seven pounds—a very uh, lightweight guy, even with the six-four length. That's a very uh, very light, as I said, interior defensive lineman. But Strobidge does a great job of holding up in run defense. He doesn't really give you much as a pass rusher. More of just a run stuffer there as an interior defensive lineman. And even though he's six foot 4 doesn't have great length. And even though he's light at 270 pounds, doesn't give you much explosion either. So Strobidge is more of a, a run stuffing role player at the next level, but that could be exactly what the Titans are looking for as they look to replace Austin Johnson and Jarrell Casey. Next, we have James Lynch from Baylor, six foot four, two 285 pounds, and some people profile Lynch as an edge rusher, thinking he could maybe lose, you know, 20 pounds, add some explosiveness to his profile, and then maybe play on the edge at the next level. Either way, he's been incredibly productive in his time in college. 22 sacks is the career leader at Baylor in sacks. So Lynch definitely was productive. He gave great effort. But like I mentioned, he he lacks ideal strength. Being so light, he acts... Or lacks ideal length, especially being that tall and doesn't have the requisite athleticism that, that you would hope to see from somebody that size. So, like I said, an interior role player going forward. Next, we have Raekwon Williams from Michigan State, six foot four, three 304 pounds, and Williams is more of just a run defender. He's not going to give you much in the pass rush, and like we just talked about with Stowbridge and Lynch, they profile more as a role-playing run defender in a defensive line rotation at the next level. Similar with the next prospect that we talked about who is someone who has been in contact with the Tennessee Titans, and that is John Penasini from Utah, 6'2", 333 pounds. Like we just talked about with Raquan Williams, like we talked about with Strobridge, he is mostly just a rotational run defender. Not going to give you much in the pass rush, the next player that we are going to talk about is in in a similar vein. Here we have Robert Windsor out of Penn State, six foot five, two hundred and eighty seven pounds. He's very quick for a guy that size. He plays with incredible effort at all times out on the field. He doesn't have great length and he doesn't have great strength at this moment in time so penascini will need to add some strength or add some weight to his frame and will profile as as you know a one technique a nose tackle a run stuffing rotational player at the next level and then the last player that we will talk about in this group and it has to be the player that we are going to interview next and that is darian daniels from nebraska 6 foot 4 322 pounds, and Daniels had the longest wingspan of any interior defensive lineman at the Combine, 81-6, 8th inches, put up 21 reps in the bench press, nine feet and one inch broad jump. So Daniels does have an athletic profile that would allow him to possibly help the Titans with the interior pass rush at the next level. Although in college he mostly just displayed two gap strength. He was asked to to take up two offensive linemen during the run game and allow his you know linebackers to flow and and that's something that I talk about with him in the interview he's much more of a space eater at this moment in time and can come in and help the Titans immediately in that way but also NFL scouts seem to love his ability to collapse the pocket in the pass rushing drills at the senior bowl also, he does show some some pass rush upside if he were to maybe trim some weight. He played at about 330 in college, lost about 20 pounds, and showed up at the combine at At 311 310 so trying to show that he can add more burst to his profile he does need a little bit of work with his hand usage also needs a little bit of work with his pass rush moves in general from the interior but that's something that daniels talks about in our interview that he's trying to do a better job of identifying the kind of block that he sees so he can work on those different techniques So this is an incredible interview with Darian Daniels that I am going to get into right now. Daniels has had multiple interactions with the Titans pre-draft, they talked with him at the Senior Bowl, they talked with him at the Combine, they've also had a FaceTime interview with him as well, so clearly the Titans are interested in Daniels in the mid rounds. and as listeners, and me as the host of the Locked On Titans podcast, we should be incredibly interested in Daniels as well, so I am going to jump into our third segment, which is an interview between me and Darian. I hope you guys enjoy, and I will be back with you at the completion of that interview. Okay guys, we are here with a fascinating interior defensive line prospect out of Nebraska. We have Darian Daniels on the line. Darian, thank you very much for joining us here on the Locked on Titans podcast. How has this pre-draft process, although it's been obviously a, a little strange because of all the circumstances going on right now, how's this pre, pre-draft process been treating you so far?
1: It's been treating me really well. You know what, I, I really can't complain and I'm very fortunate uh, for the it did it gives me a lot of gives me an opportunity to spend a, a lot of time with my family and enjoy my time with them before i have to i have to get shipped pumped
0: yeah i i i think that's uh, probably the 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 best positive to take out of the entire experience for everybody regardless of what exactly your situation is but i wanted to ask you a little bit about that family that background there being from texas being a part of a state championship football team in high school obviously texas is is known for the talent that they produce and you're from the dallas texas area what will you be taking from your high school experience or from your upbringing in the state of texas and playing texas football and just your life in general what are you going to be bringing with you to the NFL team and possibly the Tennessee Titans at the next level?
1: Uh, I'll be bringing a lot, actually. I'll be bringing a lot of, of versatility. Me, um, in high school, I, I played multiple positions. I wore multiple hats. I, I started on the offensive line and defensive line uh, my senior year at Bishop Dunn. Um, and i say that has also helped me translate into uh, into college and it is going to carry over into NFL. You know, I've always been a versatile person. I've always been able to play multiple positions. Um, I'm very, I'm a very quick learner. I can think about things pretty quickly. So I'm very, uh, I'm very, I do well at adapting and I do well at learning new technique and, and learning new positions. And then I'm also, I also really enjoy the game from when I started playing the game and then all the way up through high school, all the way up to college. You know, I've always enjoyed the game and I have a I have a very contagious spirit as far as, um, fun and positivity and a lot of, and a lot of energy that goes into the game. And I think that's, that's another thing that I'll be, that a team will be getting when they call my name. Well, I
0: know the versatility is something uh, that's very valuable with your game. You obviously are going to be able to eat space in the run game and help kind of clean things up for for the linebackers at the second level, but you also showed um, some promise in, in the opportunities you were given to rush the passer. Obviously, the number one thing, if the listeners don't know about you, that really sticks out is, is that wingspan, that arm length, uh, really allows you, I guess would allow you to uh, to keep you know, there's offensive linemen off your body and help you get a consistent pass rush. That's something that at the NFL level, you got to be able to rush the passer on the interior. It's very valuable and also stop the run. And you look like you do have the potential to do that. What are you working on right now in the pre-draft process with obviously the circumstances to improve your ability to rush the passer or kind of expand upon that versatility that you already have a
1: good foundation of? Well, one thing my father said, um, One thing my father has been helping me out a lot with during this time is he's been helping me work on my block recognition. He's been helping me work on my – he said the faster you can recognize what type of block you're getting, the faster you can can react to it. So he's been giving me different types of sets in the backyard, showing me fast ends and and making sure I have to react to him fast enough to where it's second nature when we come to the game. And that's kind of something I feel like I've struggled on In the past, is not being able to recognize the block and trying to put a perfect combination with, so I can get to the quarterback faster. But working with my fellow match, I feel like it's going to help me a lot going further, and I'm just going to continue to build on from there.
0: Well, obviously you have the mentality uh, that you want to see in a prospect where you're willing to get better, you're willing to take coaching, and I've seen you improve throughout your college career, and that's something that's that's big on your scouting profile right now is the potential that you have to, to take it to the next level. And Speaking of that potential, obviously the Tennessee Titans are interested in you as well, spent some time with you in the pre-draft process, and uh, it looks like you guys did have some interaction on one of those FaceTime calls. What is your interactions with the Titans and the pre-draft process been like, and what would be your opinion of possibly playing for the Titans?
1: I wouldn't mind playing for the Tennessee Titans at all. Um, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a, it's a great state, and I feel like it, it's a great city. I've watched them this past year, um, and their and their player run and been able to watch them and see how they compete. I feel like I'd, I feel like I, I'd add, I'd add to that to that same culture they have going on. I feel like what they have going on right now is tremendous, and it'd be an honor to 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 play with to play along with them and in the, the interactions we've been having is really just um some checkups and some checkups as well. Um just making sure currently it's been some checkups is making sure I am working out, make sure I'm doing everything that I've um that I've been doing and making sure I'm keeping my body weight under control. You know, it's a it's a difficult time, you know, when everybody is everybody is at home sitting on the on the couch. They have nothing to do but eat and a lot of people don't really want to um, gain the body weight. So I've been getting calls, making sure that my body weight is, is under control and whatnot. But I've also uh, had interactions with, with coach and he's been kind of making sure I keep, you know, keeping my hopes up. He's also told me that, you know, that that he's very interested in me and making sure that, you know, I feel that interest and I, and I feel, you know, interested in them as well. Well, it
0: makes sense why the interest would be mutual. Just speaking with you, the way that you describe your game and the things that you're working on it, it's one thing to to be able to get better. It's another thing to have someone who can recognize on their own where they need to get better and actually, you know, work to, to improve the areas of weakness and then strengthen their strengths. Just a, a final question that I have for you here talking about the draft process, I guess in, in general, Obviously, going through uh, the combine, going through the workouts, going through the FaceTime, all of that is is a dream come true. Just what's your general thought when you kind of look back at, at your journey, two different colleges, playing in high school, now going into the pros? It, its It's got to be a dream come true. What's just your general feelings as you go through this once-in-a-lifetime journey?
1: I'm very fortunate seeing where I started seeing my mentality where I started and seeing how I've been molded and I've been humbled and I've been and I've matured to get to this point you know I'm, I'm very fortunate a lot of guys don't a lot of guys don't bounce back from two two season two season ending injuries and most definitely a lot of guys don't evolve you know and get better after injuries and I feel like I've overcome injuries, and I've gotten even better. I feel like I've played some of my best football, but I also feel as if, you know, my my best football is ahead of me. So looking back, I'm just very fortunate to make it to where I am right now. And even looking back and seeing how much I've grown and how, how much better I've gotten, not just as a man, but as a player as well, it just shows that I've come a long way, and it gives me a lot of hope. to. Ra- it gives me a lot of hope and gives me a lot of confidence I can raise my ceiling even higher. Yeah, well
0: once again, I mean that's something that that really jumped off the page for me taking a look at at your tape, taking a look at your measurables here is is the potential you have to really take it to the next level at the next level per se. Well, I hate to be dishonest, but I do have one more question for you. So one more (laughs) last question, and it's not really a football question you talked about. Obviously, there are a lot of people home right now, and uh, there's not a lot to do. kind of stuck on the couch. If you had to put a quarantine starter pack together, uh, what is Darian Daniels' quarantine starter pack? pack what entertainment you know, music movies uh tv show what are you what are you watching and then uh, what are you eating what are you drinking what's your kind of chill pack for the quarantine
1: all right so my chill pack for quarantine so i spend a lot of time I, when i'm not working out and i'm relaxing uh, i need a, you need a stretch band because I, I stretch a tremendous amount of time when i'm in the house i'm stretching all the time and my family members even get down and stretch with me so you need a stretch band and a foam roller. So those are two two of my chill those two of my two of my chill tools uh, of right now. They know, that's the most active I get when I am chilling. Um, so what I've been uh, me and my family we've actually watched the whole series of Game of Thrones over again. So that's what we've been watching. And uh, as far as music during this time, there's actually a lot of um, music that has been dropping, and and I've been listening to a whole bunch of different artists. Now friends sending me a whole bunch of new music. So the one consistent thing that I've, I've been eating is really a shake. So my girl, she got me on this um, on this little shake thing where we put a lot of fruits and get some almond milk uh, and we put it in, put up and then you know we drink it and that's and it's actually so satisfying in this continuously this whole process. seems like a great
0: quarantine diet you're you're stretching taking care of your body which is great advice for anybody uh not just athletes stretching is obviously key so you're putting in the work there keeping your mentality and your competitive spirit right with some game of thrones which is fantastic uh you know sports entertainment (laughs) gets gets the juices flowing for sure a great series and then you know keeping it healthy but also tasty with, with a nice you know shake i i totally agree there well i really appreciate you coming on man we obviously hope the best for you and if you do end up in nashville with the titans you have a a big fan here in the locked on titans podcast and our listeners and and would hope to have you back on after it's official and and talk more about how you fit in with the team but overall just appreciate you giving us some of your time and really impressed with your journey so far and and this interview has been fantastic i really appreciate you coming on
1: I, i really appreciate you for giving me the opportunity thank you so much Like I mentioned
0: at the end of our second segment, Daniels could come in in the mid-rounds and really help this Tennessee Titans team, giving them a run-defending body to replace Austin Johnson and Jarrell Casey in their heavy packages up front, and it would allow him time to develop those pass rush moves, work on his frame, and hopefully increase his athleticism and explosiveness and allow him to help more in the pass rush as he progresses throughout his career. But I thought that was an excellent interview, and if the Titans are fortunate enough to draft Darian Daniels, then we will make sure to have him back on the show to talk about what comes next and officially welcome him to the Tennessee Titans. So hopefully we get to do that Later on in the offseason, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. We went over the interior defensive line top group. We went over the mid-round group. We had an excellent interview with a prospect in Darian Daniels who could really help the Titans later in the draft. So an excellent show today. Before we close shop today, though, let's talk about tomorrow. Thursday is the NFL draft, and I'm going to give you guys something a little bit special. So every year for the past four or five years I've been producing my own personal mock draft that I drop on the day of the draft. Now what I want to do for you guys is we still have to cover the cornerback position in our NFL draft preview series. We are still going to do that and we are going to do that on Thursday as, in my opinion, cornerback is the most likely position that the Titans will draft in the first round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out our show giving you guys the highlights of of my mock draft. Talk about what trades I saw, some big surprises, some things that I see going differently than you know most of the pundits, or just hunches that I have on where things can go. So I will talk about that. Obviously talk about the Titans pick that I have. So we will do that in our first segment, and then we will jump into our breakdown of all of the cornerback prospects in this draft. But I also... I'm going to give you a little something. If you guys like Matthew Barry, the fantasy guru from ESPN, he does uh, some podcasts from time to time that he calls Books on Tape. Basically, it's a column that he's written or a project that he's done that he just reads to the listeners and sends it out in podcast form. So what I am going to do is I am also going to put out my mock draft In that form, I am going to record it as a podcast and drop two different episodes on you guys tomorrow. One will just be a books on tape version of my mock draft, and then we will have the regular locked on Titans show for you guys. So, a little bit of a double dip on Christmas Day for the NFL community. I certainly hope you guys enjoy that added value. So, at the minimum, you could subscribe to the show. You could tell your friends, you could leave me a rating on Apple, iTunes, Podcast, wherever you have the opportunity to subscribe or rate the show. I would appreciate if you did so. I'm going to be pumping out this content, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, throughout the entire offseason for you guys. So, In return, if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate uh, subscribing, making sure you're available to get all that content as we go throughout the off season. I really do appreciate you guys at all times supporting the show, and I look to support you guys back by giving, like I said, a little bit of added value on such an important day on the NFL calendar. So that is going to do it for today's show. Now that you are done listening to this episode of the Locked on Titans podcast, you should tell your smart device to play the Draft Dudes podcast. Obviously, with the draft one day away, it is a perfect time to get as caught up on all of the major storylines as possible, and go along with your NFL Draft pre you series that I've given you here so I hope you guys do enjoy that as always I am your host Tyler Rowland and this was Locked on Titans